Behind every success story, there is a long line of triumphs and defeats that remain hidden from others. These stories get condensed into journeys that minimize the struggle and wrap up with a happy ending. But we know that's not how life works. That's where From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay comes in. On today's show, you'll hear honest conversations about the challenges that Mark's guest faced and how they overcame adversity. Now, here is your host, Mark Azoulay. Welcome back to another episode of From the Ashes. I'm your host, Mark Azoulay, and I'm sitting here with Neil Elliott. He's an author of a book called The Higher Road, where he documents a journey um, that was launched by a suicide a suicide attempt. And then he found spirituality and connection. And you mentioned that your mission is to spread what you've learned and to create a world of love and peace. Welcome to the show, Neil. Oh, thank you very much, Mark. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So I think you're a fantastic candidate for our uh, podcast here, right? The whole idea is that we're talking about stories of resurrection, of Phoenix rising, of coming back from the ashes. So without further ado, let's just dive right in. What is your from the ashes story? Uh, yeah, so let, we'll give everybody context first. So born in 1960, so I'm 62 years old, professional engineer with an MBA. And I'll keep this short. Uh, from 2015 to, or excuse me, from uh, 2002 to 2015, I slowly drove myself into this really deep and dark, despondent depression. And in 2015, you know, we're all great actors in our environment, right? We wear this facade. Uh, you know, we project whatever we want to project. We So I was an entire mess inside. So no one knew that I was in this state, not my family, not my wife, not my, my clients, certainly. And um, <clears throat> I picked up some newly issued spiritual books in 2015 and some uh, scientific books. And I was trying to find a way, negotiate a way or navigate a way to get myself out of this thinking that uh, was putting me in this state. Now, I didn't really understand all these linkages. I just knew that I needed to do something to get out of this state. And so <clears throat> I studied that uh, information for a couple of years, all great stuff, all great authors, you know, and nothing really worked. Mm -hmm. uh, our house had been on the market five years, uh, finally sold. My wife jumped on a plane to go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada to visit family. We were in this little one-bedroom rental apartment in the city. I sat down. I crafted my suicide note. I planned out my suicide. And I was planning it out for about three months to ensure that my wife would be okay financially. I could say goodbye to my family friends without uh, letting them know what I was going to do. And about a week prior, some information fortuitously arrived. Uh, to me that promised to liberate me from my thinking if I studied it and I followed it. And I, I'm agnostic. I, I didn't grow up in a religious environment, but I felt like if I committed suicide, I'd be, I might go to a bad place. <laughs> so I had a little bit of fear and doubt with that. But um, I was just done with life. You know, like no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to get ahead. I was just miserable. And I was at this point of no matter... You know, I, I just, I was thinking about 5, 10, 15, 20 years in the future and thinking about why would I want to carry on in this state of misery? Like life was just a real misery. And um, anyway, this material showed up and I thought, okay, well, 
looking for that last sliver of hope, what I'll do is I'll study it. If it doesn't work, I can pull the trigger. If it does work, then fantastic. Can you say and, more about how the material showed up? Like, does it something that you saw or was it like something that came in the mail or like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious about that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, um, uh, and I don't disclose exactly what this material is and you'll understand why in our conversation, but uh, I, I offer it to people for free if, if they go through this process. Um, I was doing a search for something and I can't remember exactly what that search was. I think it was the I am discourses or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, it just, it just showed up, you know, in this really weird search I was doing and, and it intrigued me. Um, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll look at that. I would have never considered looking at it prior, but, um, I thought I'll look at that. I looked at it. It made sense to me. It was rational. It was logical. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to download this and I'm going to, uh, see whether, uh, you know, whether this whole story fits together. And, um, being the engineer, I like things that, you know, you can observe, measure, calculate, you know, I like things that are based in science that are rational and logical. So I was looking for something like that. And, um, anyway, so I, I started start embarked on studying this material and, uh, about a, and a year later, so that was November 2017, I was 57. A year later, November 2018, I woke up. My depression wasn't totally gone. I was full of just this lo inner love and peace and joy. And I felt totally prosperous and abundant, uh, even though nothing changed in my environment. And um, uh, a, a month later, so 13 months after I began this process, I went into two meditations, two days apart. And uh, when you go in this meditation, you go through these higher states of vibrational consciousness, uh, frequency. And I uh, got into this state and the spiritual energy flowed in through my head, then it filled my body, and then it totally enveloped me in unconditional love. Like an unconditional love, we don't have the human language to describe. It was it was so incredibly supportive and peaceful and loving. And, it, it, you know, I didn't, I felt totally supported and non-judged. And, and I didn't care what anybody had done to me in the past. I didn't care what I had done to anybody. Um, it didn't, I didn't care what aches and pains my body had or what illnesses it had. I just wanted to stay there forever. And I came out of that meditation. And two days later, I had the exact same meditation. And at that point, then I knew that the material, uh, that the new knowledge I gained and the process I followed is our truth. And I, and I wanted to share that with everybody. And I, I get on the rooftops and share this. I'll be looked at like an idiot if I do that. So um, I didn't tell anybody about it. And it took me a couple of years to figure out the best way to do it is to write a book and share in a very candid way my story. Uh, and I'm a very private person, but I thought it was important to be really candid to ensure that uh, people could understand, uh, maybe relate to it in some way, and uh, share the exact process I went through to give them the opportunity to totally transform their life, to bring them back to the state that uh, we're all meant to be in, but we have lost our way with, uh, with the way we, we've gone in, a, in society and individuality. So this, that's my story and that's how I got there. And that's why, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> that's why you're here sharing that. Yeah. There's a lot to dig in there. I want to actually start you 
back at the beginning with that depression because I'm a psychotherapist, I'm a Buddhist practitioner, um, and I see so many people, including myself at points in my life, walking around with what you've talked about, right? This kind of quiet, secret depression. I imagine some of our listeners probably feel it right now. So I'm wondering, Neil, if you could talk about what it was like to be in that prison, because it sounds like that's something you carried with you for a long time. Yeah, you know, it's um, such a distant memory now, but, you know, it is, it's like no matter what I tried to do, I just, I felt it was hopeless. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I worked hard, I made a lot of money, I spent a lot of money, but no matter what was going on in the world around me, um, you know, I, I felt like I was trapped. I was trapped and life was a misery and no matter what I did, I could not seem to get out of that. It's like I was put in a cage and then slower, slowly being lowered in this deep, dark abyss. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to end it. It was, it's not a great place to be. And, um, you know, I could easily see, you know, how one could turn to drugs or to alcohol to try and alleviate that, which won't help, but uh, I could totally see how, how somebody could do that. Yeah. And that was my story. It was turning to drugs um, to try and not feel any of that. And it's, it sounds like for you, right? It's such a common story. Like you checked all the boxes. Like I'm sure you had a great job. You had a, you had a family, you had a wife, like you had all this stuff, but nothing seemed to matter. Nothing seemed to really get through. No, and, and um, you know, if you read my book, uh, you'll understand that my wife has the, you know, uh, the antithesis of uh, mental patterns of thinking, consciousness thinking that I did. So she always sees the best in people. You know, I used to see she saw life through rose-colored glasses. Um, she would, you know, an event would happen and I might say, oh, that person's a real, you know, a-hole. And she would go, you know, look, you don't know what happened to that person in the morning. You don't know their past. You don't know, you know, whether they had a fight with their spouse this morning and maybe they're just having a bad day. Give them a chance. <laughs> That's just not how I viewed the world. Right. Or the more cynical view is like, no, F them. Yeah. Like get them out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you talked about during this meditation and spiritual experience that you had a, you were involved by love and non-judgment, right? Can you talk more about that? Were there things that you felt that got like washed away in that moment? Oh, well, you know, um, I'll describe it differently today than I might have at the time because yeah. my language has evolved and my ability to describe it. But, you know, it, what it, so life is got nothing to do with what's going on around you. We make it about, we'll talk about this, but we make it about what's going on around us. Like this becomes our reality, what we see. And um, this process gets you back to your truth so you make this connection with source and we come from unconditional love we come from unconditional love and joy and kindness and uh, humor and laughter and this unconditional love that we come from is is indescribable in human terms but i tell you it is it is just this total complete like like seriously unconditional no conditions it is no matter what you've done you are loved and you are supported and it is it's hard to describe it is just it's the most amazing and peaceful and loving state mm -hmm. yeah i mean incredible right of course there's a the urge to want to connect with that 
How has feeling that impacted your life now? That's something that you are able to carry with you or bring out to others? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, that's just it, is that as you, you know, this is an evolving process. And so as you evolve in this uh, in a deeper and deeper way, and you do more of this inner work of uh, cleansing and rebuilding of your consciousness, you come back to a state of where you where your soul comes from mm-hmm. and where it returns to after uh, uh, death of this ephemeral body. And our goal, you know, I mean, in what we want to do, or what your soul wants to do at some point in some lifetime, is come back to this state where you are an expression of, uh, you know, your soul is an expression of where we come from, from the divine or God or Yahweh, whatever you want to call it. Um, And be this embodiment of unconditional love that you share with everybody and everything in your environment. And when you learn this new knowledge, you learn the mechanics of the universe, the mechanisms of uh, the ego, and why and how people are doing what they're doing, and um, all of the stuff that that you view somebody else and and you may consider to be reprehensible are really just lessons uh, that the that the soul is is working to attract to themselves through their creative thinking and their manifestation uh, process to wake their soul up and allow their soul to gain mastery of their life. Yeah, I, I believe that. I mean, I believe that from a spiritual sense, I believe that from a psychological sense, right? In psychoanalysis, there's this talk of, um, it's called transference or projection, right? Where we take our trauma from our life and we project it out into the world because we're trying to make sense of this overwhelming reality, right? This whole thing that's just chaotic, that's so much that's too much to really comprehend that we have to filter it so of course we filter through our own lens right which is often informed by trauma so even though we can't comprehend reality what we're seeing is creating a narrative which is what i'm hearing you talk about right where that narrative is there to teach us a lesson or to repeat a past mistake or sometimes it can keep us stuck and sometimes it can help us to grow yeah well absolutely and um when you so it's only through lessons of suffering Will a journeying soul gain self-knowledge mm-hmm. to retain individuality after discarding the ego? Yeah. And so these lessons of uh, suffering that we draw to ourselves, that we manifest to ourselves, are to go through this process to wake our souls up and, and try and gain mastery of our life, to work to gain mastery of our life. Do you have an example of one of those from your life? If you were able to identify one of these challenge moments? these wake-up experiences? Oh, sure. Well, you know, so, uh, and we should, you know, I can give a couple analogies of things as well. But, yeah, one of them is, you know, if somebody's coming to me and they're um, angry or they're, or they're denigrating or they're, they're um, you know, kind of accusing me of something, before I would have this um, emotional egoic reaction, I would jump into, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of defense mode. And I'd be in an argument with them over what it is, or I may, you know, call them, you know, I may call them profane, profane names and stuff. Today, when someone comes to me like that and they are denigrating me or they're judging me, they're, I have the only reaction I have is to understand that they are drawing to them 
their cells uh, these lessons that they need to learn, these rebound forms that they will experience. And my, in that moment, uh, what I work to do is see their soul. Their soul is equal to my soul. Their soul is unconditional love. And my goal and what I do is I try and bring love to that situation. I try and bring understanding and love and peace to that situation. And even if I don't say anything, our minds are connected and they will feel it. Yeah. I think that's so true. It makes me think of, um, I'm sure you've read uh, Eckhart Tolle, where he talks about like, the pain body. Are you familiar with this theory? No, not familiar with it. So he talks about how we can have this pain of our lives, of, of trauma, of you know, spiritual karma, right? however far you want your spiritual belief to go, that creates this pain inside of us, this pain body that can live out our lives, right? That, can, that just bleeds into other people that, you know, is drawing in this negative energy, similar to, to what you're talking about, right? And once you do some spiritual work, you get to see that in other people. It's like, oh, this is just their pain body. It's not who they truly are. There's something that they're carrying here. So, and I'm going to use, uh, yeah, so I can understand that. I will use different language and I'll use a different concept for actually describing that, that uh, hopefully, uh, you know, might make sense to some people. That, That's great. Um, yeah. So we'll go into that after our break then. I want to hear more about um, how you view that pain and that trauma and how people can be rid of it. Because I think, like you said, people want to be lighter. They want to be purified from these types of things and be able to experience some of that unconditional love and compassion. So if you're tuning in, uh, we're just diving into this conversation. There'll be a lot more after the break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C-Azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, dot teachable.com. Are you disenchanted by the saccharine-laced stories that you were told when you were younger? Behind every success, there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat. On From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay, you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today. 
Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here with Neil Elliott, and we're talking about spirituality. We're talking about overcoming pain, um, kind of you know arising from depression, and developing a sense of love and connection and, and oneness. It's it's a really incredible story, Neil. Oh well, thank you. And you know, it's um, anybody can do this. You just need the right you need the right process and the and the right knowledge and the keys to unlock this. Life is an inward journey. It's got nothing to do with our externalities. Yeah, so we're talking over the break. Can you say more about that? Because I, I agree with you, for the record. But can you say more about how internally we generate our external world and our external reality? Yeah, absolutely. So let me talk first about, let's talk about, let's give everybody context. So uh, your soul comes here uh, in uh, very uh, to be incarnated in in multiple lifetimes in varying genders, varying colors of skin, uh, varying places of origin. Sometimes wealthy, sometimes poor, sometimes uh, highly educated, sometimes not educated at all. And all of these varying experiences are for your soul's evolution, for it to go through this process to experience. And things that are uh, incongruent or, or uh, contrary to unconditional love. So if you can imagine we come from unconditional love, so this is light, you come from light. In order to experience what that light really is, you need to have a shadow aspect. So the ego is created, it's a divinely ordained process to create individuality. Your soul is a fragment of divine consciousness. The ego is created to uh, create uh, individuality out of the unity and the wholeness of the divine. So you come here uh, as a soul to the school we call Earth to have these varying experiences and learn these varying lessons. And uh, so at the uh, time of conception, so we're going to talk about a few things here, but at the time of conception, the soul in, of sperm and ovum, the soul infuses its past life experiences and lessons into this uh, process. The little eye mind of, of ego is created at the same time. And the little eye mind of ego uh, takes over control of construction of the body using life force energy and, and, and uh, construction according to the DNA plan in the sperm and the ovum. The uh, body is built from one cell to two to four, etc., over a nine-month period, and there's over 50 trillion cells in the body. The baby is born, and the baby um, is this really just this embodiment of unconditional love. And uh, what it does is it starts to absorb its its personality, gets honed and hued. Uh, and shaped by what it absorbs in its environment. So all of your 
family's traditions, their culture, their language, their uh, the type of language they use. Not not only the uh, you know whether it's Italian or German or, or English, but the kind of language is it loving and kind and considerate and compassionate language, or is it you know kind of a victim language and hateful language and hurtful language and judgmental language. So you, you're, you're, as a little baby, this embodiment of love and joy, but you're starting to, to absorb everything in your environment. And this is starting to program your subconscious and your unconscious mind. And around age five, the brain develops to make its own decisions. And so your personality is starting to be shaped, your, your environment started to be shaped by this uh, absorption. And then at age five, age six, you go out to school and you start to learn from other people and have other experiences. And you continue to program your subconscious mind and your unconscious mind. And as you grow from babyhood to adulthood, you know, we think we're becoming versed in the ways of the world. But really what we're doing is through this egoic behavior and thinking and feeling, we're binding down our soul and we're shutting it off from the light. And then the ego, over a lifetime, reinforces these patterns of thinking and feeling and, uh, and then continues to create these events uh, that materialize into its life. You think with electrical impulses in the brain and you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. The electrical impulse is a, uh, a consciousness plan. And the magnetic impulses magnetize this consciousness plan into a blueprint that you reinforce with repetitive thinking and feeling to attract to you a like event or like experience in the future. If your thinking and your feeling is contrary to unconditional love, you will be attracting events and experiences that we make and that we'll consider negative here uh, in this body. If you're consistent with unconditional love and compassion and kindness, you will attract those kinds of events into your life as well. So this process is uh, a movement in consciousness and consciousness and movement. You cannot escape it. It is part of your uh, creative ability to create your own experiences in your life. And this is all designed to bring these rebound forms to you to, to create these lessons that you that will eventually wake your soul up and to give you these lessons of this uh, varying experiences of, of feelings and thinking. And there's such a delay between your thinking and your feeling to this manifestation that we never uh, link what we're thinking about to what we're actually creating. And so, you know, think of this as your ego is a method actor. You know, you go to a period, you're going to act in a period piece. You dress the part, you act the part, you eat the part, you know, you live like that uh, role, in that role, until you get to, you know, to, to really get uh, shaped in that and embedded in that. And then you go to go on set. The director calls action, you do a scene, the director calls cut, you come out of it, the actors high five each other. And they go, wow, you know, you did such a great job. I really felt I was there in that period piece. You know, when you did that, I felt I was in that spot. Now, the actors have come out of that, uh, but the ego, we believe this body is our reality, that these objects around us that we see, our coffee cups, our lamps, our microphones, our computers are all solid objects. And they are not. 
at a subatomic level, we know in science today that everything is just energy. This body is not energy, but, and these objects are, or excuse me, this body is not solid, and these objects are not solid, but our egoic mind believes this is our reality. And so we let all of these things in our external environment affect um, our th- uh, how we're thinking and how we're reacting to life. And how we react to life and what we experience is based on the programming in our subconscious mind that we have done and repeated uh, from babyhood to adulthood. And we just keep reinforcing those patterns. And so... <clears throat> You know, if, if you want to be able to change your experience, what you need to do is get at this program, subconscious uh, programming, this thinking and this feeling that you've programmed. And that's like concrete. You need a process and you need some new knowledge and a process to break that up and dissolve it. And then you need to um, rebuild it in a way which is consistent from where we come from. If you do this process, you don't need to do this because you have free will, but if you want to do this, you do this, you rebuild this consciousness patterns of thinking and feeling consistent from where we come from, and then what you do is all of your thinking and feeling comes from this embodiment of unconditional love. And when you do that, and this takes time, but when you do that, what you do is you start to create these uh, rebound forms that come into your life that is abundant and joy and peace and security and uh, prosperity in ways that you cannot even imagine. And um, so that's the, you know, kind of an overall, that's a short version of the process. Yeah. I mean, I resonate with that, right? I think that's that's a spiritual process. That's the process of um, psychoanalysis. This idea of becoming free of those early childhood conditioning, right? The programming that you talk about, I guess different language for the same thing, right? Being able to kind of get back to who you are in order to be in more alignment with what I I agree with you. I think the natural state of, you know, humanity or of the soul is compassion, openness, vastness, um, containment, right? It's like these, like, it's like a vast open ocean, um, ultimately that can kind of hold anything. I'm curious in your life, what were some of the lessons that you feel like you had to learn that you were born in this particular configuration to, to learn so that your ego or that, or sorry, that your soul could develop? Um, geez, I don't, you know, that's a hard one to answer. Uh, in my book, the first uh, part two of the book is really around this is this candid memoir where I use specific examples of things that created these events and experiences in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever these specific lessons were, everything comes, you know, kind of boils down to uh, coming back to be in alignment with our truth. Our truth is our soul. Our reality is our soul. And our uh, egoic mind is just this uh, hologram, this, this experience uh, to help us learn these lessons that come back to us. And when, you know, when someone looks in the mirror and they say, I, typically that I is not their soul. Until you get that I is really the I of ego, the little I of ego. Until you get to this point where you fully understand, not intellectually, but fully embrace this 
understanding and you enter into our truth, you need to enter into it and experience it. It's not an intellectual thing. And when you do that, you understand we live in this duality. Your soul is your reality. Your ego is just this tool. And you, because you experience it, you fully understand it in a way which cannot be described intellectually. And so then what you do is you view things from a soul perspective. And uh, the anything, so there's a list of things of thinking that is contrary to unconditional love that you initially need to cleanse out of your consciousness when you go through this process. And as you cleanse those things, what you do is you start to reveal other things from all points of your existence that still need healing and um, resolving and forgiving. And so, uh, you know, time is, time is merely a, uh, time is not real. Time is just this, merely this perspective of when there's an impingement of two electrical particles, that's when uh, time is, uh, takes on this form of what seems like this progression. In reality, all points of your existence happen at the same time. And so as you go through this process, you get to a point where you start to will ask for things to come from you, from your past and your future lives that will, uh, that still need to be healed and resolved. And uh, for you to be able to, uh, to do that in this process so you can free your soul to come back to your truth. So I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> But it just makes you more curious. I mean, have you have you had a past life or future life experience? Have you had a sense of what that might have been or, or what the um, transmission you know, was? Yes. Uh, so, you know, have I had a past life? So, yes, you know, we come here multiple times. And how many, I can't say how many anybody's come or how many I've come. But, um, you know, I have done past life regressions. And uh, some of those past life regressions, so back in the 90s, I did this. Uh, some of them were, you know, from a long time ago and in these varying circumstances. So, you know, you can go through these past life regressions uh, to bring insight to that if that is something that you desire to do. Mm-hmm. But until you actually, you know, when you actually understand what was before the Big Bang, the impetus for the Big Bang, what happened at the time of the Big Bang, and how and why the material universe came about, and then how our purpose in life and how and why we use these uh, laws of the universe to uh, have these varying experiences come to us. And then the true purpose of our soul's journey to be able to unlock this inner peace and love and joy within you and come back to your truth, you know, we'll just keep perpetuating these things through our patterns of thinking and feeling. And so you really got to get at this and you need this process to be able to break up and dissolve this, um, these patterns that you've embedded and using the ego or using the, the will, your I will of, you know, your, uh, your willpower to try and overcome the stuff, eventually the ego will win. You need, um, you need other support in that. You need to make this connection back to, uh, back to source 
And when you do that, then you get help with that. Right. Yeah. You need to get fueled by that source. Right. Um, so we're yeah. going to move into our final break here. When we get back, I'd love to hear about some of the processes and techniques that you talk about for any of those listeners that want to do the practice. I think you did a great job, you know, laying out the theory, laying out the context. I think that's super helpful for people. But I think it's both, right? It's the theory and the practice combined in order to help people to move through the spiritual evolution and to start to free themselves of their patterns. So if you're listening, um, hang on in there and we'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. In Mark's work with high performers and business owners, it is becoming increasingly clear to him that their biggest obstacle to success is themselves. They are experts in their field, but are dragged down by their anxiety, poor time management, inability to focus, or self-sabotage. His role is to help you overcome these emotional and organizational issues so that you can truly excel in your business and your personal life. One of the most common hurdles that he sees is perfectionism, a crippling anxiety around performance. It's a fear of not being good enough, being publicly embarrassed, or of disappointing others. These fears paralyze brilliant people and bring them to their knees. This course will help you to break free from this mental prison and have more agency in your world. In this online course, we will break down the prison of perfectionism so that you can break out of it. For more information and to sign up, visit mark-azulay.teachable.com. That's mark, M-A-R-C, dash, azulay, A-Z-O-U-L-A-Y, dot, teachable.com. Are you disenchanted by the saccharine-laced stories that you were told when you were younger? Behind every success, there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat. On From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay, you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today. Listen live every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to From the Ashes with Mark Azoulay. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to podcast at mark-azoulay.com. Now, back to From the Ashes. Welcome back to the final segment of From the Ashes. I'm sitting here with Neil Elliott. And we're talking about the soul's evolution, about how one can take their soul and connect that source that you've talked about, the place of love, of non-judgment, of acceptance, and get in line with and start to heal through pain and trauma, right? Pain and, and trauma by learning these lessons and getting in touch with our shadow and, and working through it. You did a fantastic job in the previous segment, laying out the theory and laying out you know, the cosmology, right? Kind of how it all works and, and the mechanics of, of it all. 
And I'm curious, um, in our final segment, we'd like to talk about, direct to listeners, right? Talk about what they can do, right? So I'm curious, are there any techniques or practices um, that have helped you along this path or that you would prescribe to people if they want to have an experience of what you talked about previously or if they want to start to, you know, uh, decrease the power of their little eye? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so... Uh, first off, I'm going to say this is that if you read a higher road from cover to cover, uh, so my recommended way to read my book is read it cover to cover, understand the process in its entirety, and then if it resonates with you, go back and start with some of the science material or start directly with step one. If it doesn't resonate with you and you've bought a print copy of the book, I ask if you can please just pass it on to somebody else without colorful commentary. Uh, or put it on your shelf to reread in 5, 10, 15 years. But if you pass it on with somebody else without colorful commentary, it leaves them the opportunity to discover whether this process will work for them. And so in my book, I lay all of this out uh, in terms of what I'll speak about now. So the first thing that I had to do was gain a new concept of consciousness. So I used to think that everything I thought was in my brain been something that I learned, something that I experienced, uh, you know, something that I was exposed to. And uh, throughout this process, this year, understanding of consciousness will evolve. So then I learned that uh, consciousness is not only in my brain, but it's throughout my entire body. And what we think about and what we feel can either draw uh, health, and uh, wellness to each cell in our body or be contrary to it. And all of this is based in science. So I share all of these science books for this. The um, other thing that I had to learn and understand is that everything that I think that is right or wrong, good or bad, true or false, is really just a belief. And you have to understand that at more than just an intellectual level. You need to really deeply understand that. So I, I offer you know, the uh, material that I use to come to this understanding that everything that I believe, right or wrong, good or bad, true or false, is really just a belief. And when you can come and you can grasp that and you can understand it, then you have the opportunity to say, well, if it's just a belief, that means I can change my beliefs. Then the question becomes, what am I changing them to? And how am I changing them? So what you're going to do, what you'll change them to are all of these things that are contrary to health and well-being and unconditional love. And uh, you're going to change, you're going to break up and dissolve these patterns of thinking and feeling that you have embedded and reinforced over a lifetime. And you're going to break those up, dissolve them and rebuild it to be in alignment with where we come from. And when you go through this process, then what happens is uh, you will get uh, divine assistance, if you will, to help you do that. And then as you do that, you slowly will uh, uncover things before that you thought were never a problem, but you'll see little faults of consciousness that you have that then you work on and you dissolve. And as you do that, you, you cleanse your consciousness and you rebuild it. And in going through that process, what you do is you come back to make this connection with the divine. And then you get this inflow of spiritual uh, energy, uh, this feeling of peace and security, so that no matter what's going on in the world around you, you understand how and why it's happening, 
but it no longer concerns you as it did in the past. And um, so, uh, you know, you become an observer of everything that's going on in and around your life as you start to gain control and understanding of yourself and how you, how and why you react to circumstances or these external events. And then what you start to do is you start to um, view those events and those experiences differently. And they just do not have any effect on you as they had in the past. You leave any feeling of uh, misery and and, uh, disturbance uh, and, or feeling of victimhood and you take control, you will end up taking control of your life and where you're going and when you do go through this process. And so, uh, well, those are a few words. <laughs> does that answer your question? It does. Yeah. I, I like that process. I, I'm curious, did you do this all on your own or all with just like this material? Like, was there a guide or, or a guru or a companion on it? Um, can we talk about that process? Of course, I'm overlaying like the psychotherapy process, you know, like in therapy, people will go through many of these steps, but it sounds, it's, I'm fascinated by the fact that you, you just like, sounds like you came to all this um, on your own. Can you, can you say more about that? Uh, yeah. So I went through this process. I, um, uh, I learned this new knowledge um, and then went through this process and I, and I did it. Uh, yeah, I did it on my own. I had no drugs, no third-party intervention other than, um, you know, kind of uh, spiritual intervention, if you will. So is, I wonder, is there a daily practice that you could give to our listeners to help them tap in? I know some people talk about meditation, some people talk about gratitude, some people talk about even like a writing prompt or something. Um, is there something that people can do that's, you know, quick, easy, that'll start them down this path if they're curious? <laughs> So uh, I think the first thing we have to do is there's no quick, there's no easy. <laughs> there's, there's work that you have to do and you need to be open and curious. And so I've constructed my book to open people up to be as open as they possibly can. You need to be like a little child full of curiosity and wonder. And when you get into that state, then you can, I, I will introduce you to this new material that I used that... Um, you have to not prejudge. When you judge, you create barriers to learning. And uh, so what you need to do is you need to understand this material. You need to come to this material like a little child, curious and full of wonder. And when you do that, then you open yourself up to learn this material. So yes, uh, meditation is an integral part of this. And uh, people talk about you know, in the 90s, I picked up, you know, you can get a, back in the 90s, it was a CD, get a CD with, uh, you know, 50 ways to meditate and all these various methods. I tried them all. And, uh, you know, I never picked up meditation to be consistent. I was haphazard with it. But the other, there was chanting and there was music and there was all these other things and it's supposed to bring you all this great stuff of, uh, you know, inner peace and less anxiety and lower blood pressure and all of these great things. But the real purpose of meditation is to go into the silence and stillness of your mind to make this connection back with the divine. The purpose of meditation is to enable you to make connection to source, 
to get assistance to bring you back to your reality. And so you will learn a meditation process later in the process after you gain some new knowledge, you understand what your target is, and then you understand how to meditate. You'll be taught how to enter into, to stop all your thoughts and to go into the silence and stillness. Our source of being is such a high frequency of vibration and so spiritually refined that it cannot enter into us and make itself known to us until we begin to go through this process to raise our vibrational frequency of our, of our human consciousness and, and go through this process of reaching out and asking for assistance. And then when you do this, you build new brain cells impressed with new knowledge under the topmost areas of the skull. And over time, those will grow and you will get an opening. So for me, after seven months of uh, learning and practicing and uh, meditating, um, you know, I felt this little tingling at the top of my head. It was about the size of the dime. I didn't know what it was. Uh, but at about the nine-month mark, it was probably four inches in diameter. And I figured out then that, oh, what's happening is I'm growing new brain cells impressed with new knowledge that vibrated this higher frequency of vibration. Today, you could put a bowl over my head below my ears, and that's how big that opening is. And uh, what this does is because it is uh, operating at a higher frequency of vibration, it enables the spiritual or source of our being to make itself known to you. And when you experience this, this inflow of spiritual energy that will first flow into your head and then eventually throughout your whole body, you will come to understand that um, this is a reality. This is our truth. And uh, you'll have moments of inspiration and direction. And then what happens is you will start getting messages. I, you know, you, some people may see little movie clips or something. What I do is I get uh, messages impressed in my, in my brain, uh, in, my, in my own mind. And some of them will be inspiring messages. Some of them will be you know, do this. And I have free will. Everybody is blessed with free will. You can do what you want. But if you actually follow the inspiration, the direction that you get, your life will unfold in a way which you had never dreamed possible. It is just totally magic. For lack of a better word, it's magical and amazing and wonderful and beautiful and peaceful. All of the safety, the security, the peace, the joy, the love that you are seeking it's inside of you. You just need to know, you need to gain some new knowledge and understand the process to unlock it and let it bring forth, let it bring itself forth through you. And when you st and then you start to live from the inside out versus the outside in. So all of the things that are going on in the world around you no longer affect you. They no longer bother you. They no longer impact you. Your whole, you become this embodiment of unconditional love and you're just trying to bring love and peace and joy to everything and everyone in your environment. I agree. Yeah, it's an internally generated field of consciousness, right? It's not, you're like a boat in the storm that can still pilot, that can still move. You're not getting tossed around all the time because like you said, everything you find is, is internal. Um, so as we're wrapping up here, I'm curious, Neil, like what's, what's next for you? What's next down this path? Have you gotten any messages or any inspirations of, of what you might do after the book? 
Uh, well, there will likely be another book because this first book is really introducing people to this process, how they can get here. Um, but I've now in this for four years and it's this evolving process. This isn't a fast food instant gratification thing. <laughs> you, you need to do some work and it takes time and it takes uh, energy. And so my meditation practice that I do, and you can start with 10 minutes a day and work up to whatever you want, but I meditate between 90 minutes and two hours every morning without fail. And it is the most peaceful and joyful and loving time in your life, in my life. And uh, when you make this connection, then you start to have, uh, you know, this whole process unfold and things that uh, if you work on, uh, you can cleanse, you can come to this new, new enlightened way of living. And uh, so, you know, our goal is to, or my goal is to be an open and purified channel and take direction from the divine. So I'm not concerned about what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. I let the divine direct me in terms of what I do. Now I still muck it around and let my ego take control and go, no, I'm going to do this instead. And But I know that uh, if I can just relinquish my will and allow and follow the will of the divine, that my life just continues to keep unfolding in this beautiful way. And so there will likely be another book uh, which will describe things that I now know that I would not have been able to describe three, four years ago. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. Just spreading the knowledge out, right? Sharing it with people. So as we're wrapping up here, Neil, uh, where can people find you online? They want to learn more about you. Yeah, the easiest way to find me is ahigherroad.com. Uh, so that'll take you to my author website. Uh, the the book, A Higher Road, Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually, a seven-step process to inner peace, joy, love, abundance, and prosperity is available wherever books are sold, uh, in print or your favorite ebook form of Kindle, Apple, Nook, or Kobo. And uh, if you go to ahigherroad.com, uh, there is a free chapter you can request if uh, if you'd like to get that. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, listeners, if you've enjoyed this, please share it with somebody, someone that might resonate with the messages here, someone might be interested in pursuing a spiritual practice. I know a lot of our listeners are, are in that boat. Um, and please give us you know, a five-star review on iTunes, share it, um, do all the social media stuff. really helps us. Uh, this podcast has been growing pretty quickly. And that's all thanks to you guys. So thank you so much for getting the word out there. And, you know, for doing the good work, right? For becoming your own uh, phoenixes, for healing your own ashes. So thank you much for tuning in. And I will see you next week on another episode of From the Ashes. Thank you for joining host Mark Azoulay on From the Ashes. Be sure to tune in again live next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Meet triumph and defeat and treat those two imposters the same. <laughs>